All right, Ken, thanks so much for sitting down to record with me today. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I'm yeah. excited. What most people don't realize is this is the second time that we've started off uh, with me saying thank you because I forgot to press record the first time around. Uh, so for all of you that missed our first conversation, it was amazing. It was only a couple of minutes long, but it was incredibly insightful. Would have changed your life. Unfortunately, now you get take two, which is probably going to be nowhere near as good. But <laughs> That's probably likely. That's uh, that's all human error on my part. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously one of the things that we're, we've been doing here on The Pulse is talking to our VPs um, for each of the regions. And obviously you're the VP of the Mid-Atlantic region. But we've also been talking to people that have won the third painting. Uh, and you fit into both of those categories. So that makes it kind of a cool episode. Um, and it was really fun last month uh, during the sales leadership meeting here in Oklahoma City. Uh, to get to see you recognized in front of all of the DMs and your fellow VPs for winning third painting. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It was, uh, that was an amazing moment uh, in my career and great to share it with so many people that have been instrumental in my career. People may not know, but one of the, uh, the kind of cool behind the scenes things that happens when you win a third painting is you generally get a phone call from, uh, from Tony Capicelli uh, letting you know that you've hit that mark and... Um, and of course, we just recorded with Robin Razka, who I know is somebody that, that uh, you're great friends with. And we got to do the same thing with her when we were in Kauai, yep. which was a really pleasant surprise. And so it was fun to get to do it um, for yourself uh, and actually the next guy that we're going to be recording with. I don't want to give that away and see both of you guys recognized uh, here in Oklahoma City. So it, it's uh, even though it's not the phone call, it's uh, it's a pretty cool way to find out that you won the third I painting. think it was better than the phone call, for sure. <laughs> it was quite a, a moment, emotional and just a, a special, special day in my career, for sure. Did you know you were pretty close or was it a real surprise for you? I knew I was close, um, but I didn't know for sure. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So we, um, because you've won the third painting, I feel like I want to take the kind of traditional way that we do that and talk about sort of your Heartland story. Uh, And then we'll pepper in some VP questions as well. So we'll try and hit both since you fit into both categories. But tell me a little bit about what you were doing uh, before you came to Heartland, how you were introduced to the company, and then how you came aboard. Yeah. Uh, so I spent about 10 years with a small amusement company. We sold video games, electronics, photo booths, things of that nature. Uh, I was there for, uh, as I said, about 10 years as, as a general manager, ran basically everything, uh, grew the company a lot, and um, just needed a change. So I went and uh, traveled around the world for three or four months. Huh. Um, I went to uh, China and Hong Kong, and I went all over Europe by uh, Eurail pass, kind of did the, what you're supposed to do after college, but just sure. waited until I was in my 30s to do that. That's funny. And got home and decided I suddenly needed a job. <laughs> Hadn't thought that, that part through. One of my customers um, in my former career was Bob Donnelly, who had left his job and had started working at Heartland. Um, I knew he was really happy. He, he was thrilled about the company. So I reached out and that started my path to coming on board with Heartland. Huh. Over 11 years ago. So are you a video game player yourself or did you just sell video game systems? Just sold the components okay. and built the business relationships and so forth, yeah. Huh, that's neat. And then, uh, so, and that's a story obviously that I think a lot of us have heard where um, business owner or business leader ends up with a former customer who came to Heartland or was a customer of Heartland themselves before coming. So started right away in the RM role. Yep. And, and when was that roughly? So 2005, okay. June, um, okay. started in New Jersey as an RM. Um, had plans to move to uh, New England, but stayed put in my home area. And uh, after a year became a territory manager and a year later became a division manager for the central part of the state. We had three 
New Jersey divisions back then. Okay. And where, where is home for you? Uh, right outside Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I knew you were there in the region. In the, and exactly for those people, that, now I'm jumping back and forth between third painting and VP questions, but for people that don't know the Mid-Atlantic region, what all does that encompass right now? So it's the eastern half of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, Delaware, Washington, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia. Okay. So uh, obviously one of the other more recent episodes was Brad May, who I think is also uh, from your team, right? Yep, he's one of my DMs. That's so obviously some exciting things that are happening in your region. So came on as an RM, uh, did, was it having some sales experience? Was it kind of success right away or was it, was it difficult through those yeah. first couple months or what did, what did that look like? The, the training was, uh, was a gap for sure. So I did a lot of learning by getting doors slammed in my face and walking <laughs> out and saying, oh, I should have said that. I sure. invented my own version sure. of the wheel until I saw that that actually already existed. Yeah. I did pretty well. Uh, never a superstar, but had some, some good months and, um, Felt like I learned a lot by trial and error, and, and that was healthy because um, I got a really good understanding of the business. Okay. And then obviously, like you said, you moved, moved pretty quickly up to the DM role. Obviously, we're a D, was a DM for a pretty significant amount of time and then moved into the VP role sometime last year. Is that right? Yeah, I actually moved back into the RM role uh, after a couple of years of being a DM. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, got married uh, to actually a merchant. Another story in there. <laughs> um, I had my first and only uh, daughter and uh, took a benefit of the flexibility in the schedule and then uh, got back into the TM role and then Mike Brodnick asked me to uh, step into the DM role for Pencil, the eastern half of Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha. So what kind of merchant? She's a chiropractor. Well, oh, gotcha. A chiropractor, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and, uh, and did you get the account? I guess that's the other... Did not ask her out until I had the signature. So. There you go. That's, Literally uh, at the same meeting. That's what you call priorities in the right order right there. Yeah. Yes. Get the margin first, then get the marriage second. Everything's good after that. I also figured I could accept the business rejection better than the personal rejection. So if I got a yes on the business side, <laughs> I was halfway home. On the... That's really funny. So, so you've uh, been in a couple of different roles at Heartland. Uh, what were, what was some of the, or one of the tipping points for you that, you know, I feel like everybody, especially that was in a sales role for any length of time has that one deal or that one month where they finally, you know, have the like, okay, yeah, I can do this. And I think I could do this long-term conversation with themselves. Do you remember kind of when that moment was for you? I don't think in the sales role it, it really ever happened. I just always was very confident that I was going to do really well with this. I was looking f to have my own business and this just fit that, that need really well. I felt like I was representing an awesome company, interacting with business owners that I liked. So even though there were some rough months, I don't ever remember being scary. I just knew I was going to do well here. I think my bigger tipping point was um, in my second run as a DM, starting to see how much it meant to me as people I hired became successful. Ah. And, and that became the, the goal, was to spread this amazing opportunity to many, many more people. And I understood that, at that in that role, I could do that. And that's, that's been one of the cool threads for me is I've had a chance to get to know VPs and even a, a lot of DMs. Um, and of course, you mentioned his name already when Mike Brodnick was sitting in the chair with me. Just how much of kind of the motivation and the passion and the energy and the fun of it is getting to see other people succeed, even if it's just replicating the success you've already had. Um, I'm sure that's got to be just one of those things that that keeps keeps the job challenging, but keeps it fun. Is getting to hang other people's paintings, as I've heard it said. Yeah, that that's absolutely right. I think um, Mike always has that really clear picture, and I'm fortunate to learn from him. 
everybody else's success makes your own. So if you worry about other, everybody else um, and are genuinely invested in their success, you will therefore be successful without having to worry about it. And that makes it fun and, and not as stressful as if you're only worried about yourself. Um, I don't think you lead the right way and um, I don't think you get the same results. So being with Heartland for over a decade, uh, what kind of changes do you feel like you've seen in the organization or in the industry as a whole that, that have kind of impacted that, that journey through that time? So in the industry, I think our competitors have continued to go down this path of trying to be cheaper, lying about that, doing all sorts of uh, things that they're focused on themselves, not on their, their merchants. Mm -hmm. And we've kept true to the course of doing the right thing and telling the right story, taking care of the people that are important to us, our salespeople and our, and our customers, and that takes care of the business. As a company, we've grown up in so many ways. We have <laughs> such great tools, such great training, such great support that anyone that's skilled and puts in the time will be very successful here. I think we've proven the level of success is, is truly unlimited. The mm -hmm. numbers that when I started were huge are sort of average now. And the numbers that the top people are putting up are just astronomical. And there's nothing to stop anybody from coming in and, and breaking those records. And I think we see that happen on a regular basis. So I think for the opportunity that we have, the name recognition we have now, uh, the different verticals, breaking uh, payroll and card into two different channels, that is just going to give us even more strength as we spread out across the market. I know you talked a little bit about yourself, that what you were looking for, and, and even the you know as you transition back to the RM role. What is it about Heartland that appeals to people that have that entrepreneurial nature? Is it just kind of the flexibility of time and schedule, or is it is it all the way through kind of getting paid for the work you've already done and owning your portfolio and, and that kind of thing? I, I think it's a marriage of so many things. It's, it is the entrepreneurial opportunity without a ton of risk. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you don't have to lay out $100,000 to buy a franchise or a million dollars to buy a franchise or all the other crazy expenses. <laughs> you have to build, you know, build out your shop and hope a customer walks in to, to order a pizza that day. Right. Uh, there's that part of it. I think it's the ability to represent the leader in an industry, in multiple industries. Uh, that's a pretty unique opportunity. You don't always get to work for the best company in multiple industries, and we do. Uh, and then there's, I think, the, the best part of it is you go to bed every night never having to worry about what you said, how it's going to come back, running into a business owner in it, and having them call you out on some lie. You know, If you do your job right and you, you have a, a strong moral compass, you're always going to be very, very comfortable. And to me, that's worth everything. I don't ever want to feel that I did something wrong and I was asked to do something wrong and Heartland allows us to, to do the job the right way. As you have an opportunity to, to meet new sales professionals, again, especially with having a decade plus here at Heartland, knowing that they're stepping into a very different world, what is it that you say to them? What is it that you're most excited about for them as far as the opportunity of coming here to Heartland? You know, I, I encourage them to plan, set some goals. Um, measure their activity and, and, and how that relates to those goals because I think we have a lot of tools now that allow that to happen pretty easily. To dream big, don't have a limiting belief. You can go do whatever you want here. It's just a matter of putting the time and the effort and, and having the vision to, to try it. And again, I think it's just to have the faith that this is the last place you're going to work and you're going to build something here that's going to last longer than your career. It's going to take care of your family in ways that no other job can. And you've got it in your hands. Just go do it. 
is um is that component of of and i've again i've heard the term generational wealth used do you find is that one of the big reasons that that people are kind of drawn uh, obviously with also the the ability to do things in the right way and do what's right for merchants um i have to think that that kind of the size of the opportunity, the size of the dreams that Heartland allows for uh, have to be one of the key things that kind of get people through the door. Yeah, I think it, it is. And people come at it from different places. I've had people that have come on board who are in really, really bad financial shape, um, had lost jobs or made bad uh, decisions and have allowed this opportunity to turn things around for them, not only to get out of the hole they're in, but really be uh, in a very financially positive way and, and see a very bright future. I've also had people that came to us from jobs with really, really high salaries and really big jobs and came here because they knew that even though they were making a few hundred thousand dollars, they were in some way capped. And they understood, okay, I can maybe, it'll be a step back for a year, but I'll catch up and then I just go well beyond where uh, I, could, I could go in my current situation. So really people can come here from anywhere financially or in the previous career and just take it to a new level. And that's uh, especially with the the separating of the channels here going into 2017. I mean, I heard it said multiple times when everybody was together in Oklahoma City last month that uh, there may be no better job in the in the country right now than being a payroll sales professional at Heartland. Is that kind of the feeling that you're getting? I mean, obviously, I know some of the areas that are within your region have been growing pretty significantly in payroll. Yeah. Uh, is that the same kind of level of excitement that you're feeling? I think it's our, our major area of growth for sure. Um, but I, yeah, the job is great because you not only have, a, again, industry leading company, sure. uh, great tools to, to use, a better opportunity to partner outside of the organization because of the way we do business. We don't sell insurance and, and cut off our partners in that way. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna have those conflicts. We can go confidently into partners, but then internally you have an internal sales force that's gonna be driving business your way. And right now the ratios are pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's a four to one, seven to one RM to spa ratio. And so there, there's a lot of business that's going to be landing uh, in our spa's lap with responsibility to close it and close it at a high margin so that the splits are attractive to everybody involved. What uh, What is it that you, in addition to payroll and the, the opportunity there, what are some of the things that you get excited about looking, you know, the next six, 12 months in Heartland's future? What What do you find yourself talking about or dreaming about or getting excited about? You know, our team's been on a really, really good run of late, um, breaking records and increasing incomes. And I look at the KPIs, the, the data that we get access to, again, another benefit we have of growing up as a company and getting better at that. There's so much more we can do to grow individuals' income on top of the fact that we can grow by adding headcount. And so when I look at the ability to help people find a new way to sell at a higher price or, or hold more margin or sell multiple products more effectively and incrementally increase their income, grow their portfolio, not only bigger, but more securely because there's multiple ties to Heartland. That's super exciting. The other thing I see coming is, is as we roll commerce in, that becomes the hub of everything we do. So if you get a point of sale in and we can sell card and lending and payroll and gift and some sort of e-commerce, um, and HR and all those things tie into one central piece of software. Now each client really becomes a huge part of our business and we can bring the right professional in to sell each component, but the arm that initiated it will be compensated throughout. And that, I think to me, will be the 
you know, sort of pinnacle of, of where we just explode in, in income. It's funny. So the, the last episode we recorded, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what order they'll be released in, was with uh, Andre Natoff. Yeah. Um, and he refers to that as RMageddon. Um, <laughs> that moment when, when all of those are fully connected and we have uh, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of clients that are on multiple Heartland platforms, not only just the stickiness and the retention of that for merchants and for the sales channels, uh, but also just because that means that's that many business owners that we're serving in the kind of respectful and entrepreneurial manner that we do across multiple products, that only helps all of those business owners, uh, which is exciting too, to think of just the lift across those communities that can come from Heartland being involved in multiple channels. Yeah, you mentioned us helping the business owner. That's the best part about the job is that we get to go out and help people and make a great living doing it. You know, we're not just selling things, we're actually making businesses better Mm-hmm. for the way that we do business, the way that we support them. So that's the, the marriage there that, again, is just sort of the perfect, perfect place. And that's why so many people come here and thrive because they're just doing things that they love to do and they feel really good about and making great money doing it. Right, right. So what have been some of the challenges for you? What have, what have been um, the moments that you felt like you had to learn something or you had something that you had to overcome um, that have been an opportunity for you to grow personally or to grow professionally or such in your, your time here at Heartland? Yeah. A couple of years ago, um, as a division manager, I was really struggling with recruiting. I wasn't feeling that I was very good at it, mm-hmm. so I tended not to spend a lot of time on it, which, of course, was counterproductive to doing it well. <laughs> Um, I had an aha moment where it became clear that this was the area I needed to put my time and attention. And I not only committed myself to it, um, making changes in my schedule to really uh, dedicate the majority of my time to recruiting. I had great support from Mike Brodnick, who was my VP at the time, to hone my, my skill set. Um, great coach in this area. He's a master recruiter, so I was very lucky to have that. And slowly but surely, not only started getting results, but... The funny thing about when you do something, start doing it well, you start to enjoy it. <laughs> right. um, so really became a pretty decent recruiter and really enjoyed it and started building the team um, quite fast. And so I feel that that's a, something I can carry forward to my division managers, help them. Each one has their own strength and weakness in recruiting. We all need to do better uh, at it so we can continue to grow. Um, but I feel like that process of going from sort of worse to pretty decent uh, set me up to, to lead them and help them through this themselves. It's funny. I, of course, in the NFL, they talk about coaching trees and, you know, all of the people that grew up under coaches. I feel like Brodnick has his own recruiting tree, right? Sure. That is people that learned from him or with him or under him how to recruit that have then just expanded that uh, to other folks. Yeah, been very lucky to work with him for him. It's um, so the talk me through a little bit. Uh, do you remember the moment when you found out that you uh, earned your first painting and portfolio was vested? And when did that happen? And how did that happen? And and walk me through a little bit of that story. Yeah. So um, when I did the final interview for the job eleven plus years ago, the gentleman uh, brought out a pamphlet about the paintings. Right. And, and he was very, very proud of this. And I didn't understand it all coming in from the outside. <laughs> and he showed me these three paintings and, and they had these kind of uh, not so great frames. And sure. he was so excited about them and I was not. <laughs> um, but I was very excited about the job. And I said, okay, if I get a painting, cool, I guess. I don't, the, I earned it within the first year. And uh, when it actually showed up at my house in this huge box and I pulled it <laughs> out and I had this sort of physical response to a, a painting. I, and I was like, okay, this actually 
meant something to me more than I had expected. Yeah. Uh, and I share that story in recruiting with people about, you know, this is something that will mean something to you. Vesting is sort of the first of the major steps in your career. It means right. that you've successfully navigated Heartland for a little period of time, and now you've built something that's yours. And regardless of whether, you know, your career ends that day or 20 years from later, it's yours for forever. Um, and that's meaningful. So that was um, the first time that that really landed home. And then I got my second painting about a year later. Um, and then I, I, I paused for a while to get the third. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's funny because, you know, of course, part of what my team does is build some of the materials that you guys use for recruiting. And the paintings always create an interesting paradox where we know... Uh, as Heartlanders, kind of the value and the mythology and the the weight that they carry internally, but that doesn't always necessarily translate externally. And yeah. so it's always this balancing act of how much do we talk about them because we don't want to sound ridiculous, but yet so many people feel that same, you know, physical, emotional reaction to getting that first painting that it would be silly not to talk about it. And so it's uh, it's funny to hear you say that because that's that's a, that's certainly a tightrope that we feel like we're walking all the time when we're making materials. Absolutely. And I think it's in, in the recruiting, the, the stories that we tell as uh, part of the, the recruiting success is, is sharing personal stories and letting the, the candidate get connected to you and mm -hmm. understand the reality and, and how genuine you are about this opportunity, why things excite you and, and what things didn't at first and how your road has been, you know, bumpy and curvy and natural the way it really is for everybody. Right, right. Um, so I'll give you a minute to uh, to shout out a couple of people on your team if you want to. Uh, anybody so far in 2016 that's had just incredible performances or have done things that, that have surprised you or, or that you've been really proud of so far? Yeah, so uh, Brad May has just had a, an absolute blowout uh, uh, year, especially the third quarter. He's one of the top Blue Diamond DMs last quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got real steady um, veteran DMs and John Hurley and Jason Hetrick and, and Robin Raska who are all doing really good jobs. And I'm really excited about my, uh, some of the new DMs. Um, Rich Adams, PDM, who's growing uh, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey market really nicely, um, finding some really good success. A couple of new hires, uh, Jennifer and Adam, who are just starting as of a month ago and starting to build teams and very excited for us to get coverage throughout the mid-Atlantic. We were missing spas all over the place and we're starting to fill in the gaps a bit. That's good. So we're um, uh, obviously we're excited to see you and your team uh, in Phoenix here in a in a few months yeah. at the Diamond Conference and hear from Magic Johnson, which I uh, I'm pretty excited about. I, I think Absolutely. you are as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else that you want to add here before we finish up? Uh, whether it be advice to maybe brand new sales professionals or well, yeah, I want to add just a, a two more shout outs because I don't want yeah. to oh, overstep no, of them. Yeah, so go for it. Mike Riley and Joe Urban um, took over my, I was actually running two divisions uh, before I became a VP and they both stepped in and have continued to perform very well and grow those, those markets. So I'm always a little bit more attached to those two divisions <laughs> to see how they're carrying forward and they're sure. doing, doing great jobs in that role. No, that's good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you sitting down with me. It's always good to see you here in Oklahoma City thank and I uh, look forward to seeing you in Phoenix. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks.